Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Burgess Hill. This message is by Kevin Vanderput. Good morning. Uh, if you don't know me, my name is Kevin. My wife, Sharon, and I, we lead the congregation here uh, at Kingdom Faith, Burgess Hill. And I'm so glad that you could be with us today, this morning. Now, uh, before I say anything else, I want to say a tremendous thank you to everyone who's been involved in making today happen. All the people who were here yesterday setting up, all the people who were at our outreach in town yesterday as well. But it's been a big week for us. We've been helping some people move as well, move houses, move flat, and everyone who's been involved in anything at all. I wanted to say a massive thank you to you guys for sowing your time and making it all happen. So if you're part of this congregation and you know you've been doing a lot. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Uh, now, if this didn't make any sense to you because it's your first time here, uh, that's okay. Just know that we are a tight-knit community and we, we like uh, getting involved in, uh, and, and helping out. And so um, I, uh, it's my job to say thank you to everyone as well when they do. So there you go. Um, now, today's a special Sunday in our calendar, uh, one we put a lot of effort in. As you can see, there's loads of Christmas trees, way too many in my opinion, but the girls love it. So there you go. Um, and uh, we put a lot of effort in because uh, because it's Christmas, because uh, it's the time we remember. We remember uh, the birth of our Savior. Who's enjoyed the morning so far? Yes, you've enjoyed the game. You've enjoyed the carols. Great. Um, hopefully that will uh, continue. Christmas is so, so close now, right? Uh, we have a neighbor in our estate um, in his front lawn bit. He has a giant uh, Santa. Like when I say giant, it's like the size of his, the front of his house. And the giant Santa holds this big screen and the screen gives you a countdown to Christmas. Now he put it up the day after Halloween. So we've been seeing like the days go down for a while, but I know for a fact that we're very close to Christmas now because the countdown tells me every time I come to park my car. So, um, we are very close to Christmas. Um, now, just a few bits uh, again that I need to say. Next week, uh, we have Church in a Home, so we won't be here. Uh, if you don't know what Church in a Home is, uh, come and find me at the end and I will talk to you about that. And then the other thing I want to mention very quickly, uh, next week as well, Sunday evening, we have a carol service with uh, our whole church. So we one congregation, but there's many congregations around and we're meeting in Horsham, Foundry Lane, uh, where we have a building there to have a carol service all together where some of our guys will be involved as well. So if you want to make time to come to that, uh, it'd be great to see you there. Now there's always loads happening at Christmas time, isn't there? Uh, whether that's church stuff, whether that's family stuff, we can spend ages thinking about all the different aspects of Christmas. Um, but one that always stands out to me particularly is traveling. I don't know uh, if you guys travel, who travels at Christmas? Maybe you go and see family somewhere else, uh, parts of the UK. Yeah, some hands are up, right? You do some traveling around Christmas, go see family. Or, or after Christmas, you like going on a little holiday, finding snow somewhere. Anybody does that? No, obviously not. Anybody like to go or has ever gone and find the sun at Christmas on a beach? somewhere. Anyone ever done that? Yes, there's a few hands. Okay, cool. That, that concept always been very funny to me because I picture snow at Christmas 
not a beach and sand and a Christmas tree in the middle. So that's always very funny. But uh, Christmas can involve a lot of traveling uh, for people. And, and it does it does for us uh, especially. See, we uh, as a family like to complicate things a little bit. I'm originally from Belgium. Uh, my wife's from Austria. Uh, and at Christmas, we do all of it. So we leave from here to go to Belgium. From Belgium, we go to Austria. From Austria, we go back to Belgium. From Belgium, we drive back to here. And then uh, work starts again. <laughs> so uh, thank you, Jesus. Um, so there's a lot of traveling involved for us at Christmas. So uh, traveling is always uh, something I have on my mind at this time. But, you know, we are blessed because uh, traveling has been made much easier these days uh, compared to way back when, right? Whether you're driving or flying, there's like apps to help you along the way. We Google map everything, right? Or I do at least uh, even from my work to my house, I Google map it. I know how it goes, but there's still Google map on. I don't know why. Uh, when you fly, you have your boarding pass on your phone. So it makes everything easier. But I remember a time, uh, uh, and, and I'm not that old, but I remember a time where uh, there was uh, paper maps. Do you remember paper maps? Most of you will remember paper maps, right? My grandparents used to take us away on holiday uh, because uh, my parents were working. Uh, and most of you are thinking, well, of course we know paper maps wasn't that long ago. But uh, the kids today wouldn't probably know paper maps. Uh, so, But I remember my grandparents taking us on holiday and uh, my, gran my grandma was a real co-pilot. You know, she would be like, next exit, da, da, doing everything Google maps do today but sometimes she would get it wrong and then we would be like in the middle of nowhere and then we would have to stop on the side of the road get out of the car my grandpa would get the paper map on the bonnet like this big thing okay we were here last we knew okay where and it would be like a whole fuss and they would argue for a bit then we'd get back in the car and try to get where we needed to go so paper maps were a bit harder but it was it's good memories for me um But do you guys know that long before Google Maps and long before paper maps of any kind, um, there was once an event where people were guided in a very special way, not an app, not a paper map, but a very special way. And we're going to read that together, that story together. Uh, it's found in Matthew 2, um, and it starts in verse 2. Most of you were thinking, where is he going with all this traveling and stuff? It's going to get somewhere, don't worry. Uh, Matthew chapter 2, verse 2, um, and we're going to read about a, a journey, a lot of traveling, and uh, a very special guide. So um, verse 2, you there? Matthew 2, verse is going to come up on the screen uh, if um, you need it. It says, After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people, the chief priests, the teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people, Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. 
After they had heard it from the king, they went on their way and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw that the child with they saw the child, sorry, with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. They then opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. So we meet the Magi, right? We meet the Magi or the wise men. They come from the east, from the east, <laughs> guided by a very special star that was moving along to show them the way to Jesus. Now, coming from the east, right, it's commonly believed that uh, they would have come from Persia or around there. So modern day Iran or, or Iraq, um, and that means crossing country, right? Traveling over borders, extended amount of time. They estimate around 800 miles that they had to travel to meet this baby. Now, that, if you ask me, is commitment, right? Especially without Google Maps, especially without planes uh, and cars. So it's commitment. Why would you take on such a trip to go and meet a little baby that was just born? Imagine this situation, three friends, although we say three, but... It's, uh, people estimate that there was more than three, but because of the three presents, uh, they say, okay, three wise men. We settle on three. Anyway, imagine those three friends going, oh, there's that star. We know what it means, right? Let's pack up our whole lives or everything, leave everything behind. Let's just go on this big trip, uh, however long it took them to get there, to go meet this baby that was born. Following this star that was up in the sky, and I was moving along. Now, being Magi, they would have known, actually, that it wasn't just any ordinary star. They knew the sky. Um, so they would have known also of the prophecies in Scripture that spoke of this very star. Because in the book of Numbers, the words mention a star coming out of Jacob. Uh, and so something stirs in them, right? Something stirs in them. They know they've got to go. So they leave everything behind and they set out to follow this star. And it says they were overjoyed. Now, I don't particularly enjoy the process of traveling, but they were overjoyed by the idea of this trip. It was an exciting time for them. And when they arrived after such long travels, they finally get to meet baby Jesus. Imagine the joy. They knew that this birth was so important, right? It wasn't just any baby. We see that uh, by, by them saying, hey, hey, Herod, it's the king of the Jews that is being born. So they recognized that this wasn't just any baby. They knew that they needed to come and bow before him to come and worship at his feet. Now, it's unlikely that they stayed long, so they really recognize the worth of Jesus in making that trip, the importance of his birth. And of course, we know the whole story, right? From, uh, from all its angles, we know that they weren't the only ones that made the trip. We know about the shepherds that got there as well. There was a lot of fuss around baby Jesus and his birth. But the birth was so significant. And in the natural, it's often presented as, you know, the story of baby Jesus being born is portrayed as a nice little story, almost like fairy tale like, right? One that is calm and quiet and peaceful and, and there's the manger and everybody is. But, but behind all of that is actually a story of great power, right? Uh, first of all, if you've ever been in labor or watched someone be in labor as a father, uh, 
it's anything but peaceful, right? So, so that's, that's in there. But, but you, so you know that ain't peaceful. But more than that, Jesus, the promised Messiah, was just born. And in that moment, in him coming to the world, it's actually a powerful moment because the light of the world broke through the darkness, right? This powerful moment, a statement to the evil of the world that the Messiah, the one that they had been waiting for, the one that will provide a way has arrived, has been born. Days were now numbered. Why? Because it says this in the word, Let's read. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn it, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only son. This is the verdict then. Light has come into the world. But people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that the deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth then comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that they would have done, that what they would have done, sorry, has been done in the sight of God. You see this light coming into the world, this light making a way in the darkness, right? Changing everything around it. You hear these words of great importance that show how, yeah, how important his birth was. And there was a position right away, right? We see Herod there uh, with his plans to uh, already get rid of Jesus. But the light came into the world to save it and the light prevailed and our magi on their life-changing trip uh they are there and they knew it was a birth they didn't want to miss they became one of the first people to come and worship Jesus and thousands of years later we find ourselves here and people are still worshiping Jesus but what an experience they must have had witnessing that and I would like to suggest that this year you can have a very similar experience, right? Although there's no baby being born naturally, uh, at least not Jesus, because that's happened, right? There is still a trip or a journey to take this year. And I'm not talking about the holidays or any anything like that or seeing family. Um, and there's no star in the sky that will guide you, but we now have the person of Jesus to guide you. See the little baby boy grew up, he lived quite the life, actually. He wasn't just any boy. He was the son of the living God. The word says the embodiment of God on earth. He grew up, went around doing good, sharing the good news with people, healing people. Eventually, he died on a cross willingly and for a very good reason. He became a sacrifice for all of our mistakes, right, and sins so that we could be seen by God as blameless and have a relationship with him. But it didn't stop there because then he rose again, right? He rose again, went to be with his father. And today God can live in you through his spirit if you want to give your life over to him. Jesus says in the word in John 14, 6, it says, Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. 
Jesus is the way this Christmas, right? He's the way to God the Father. He's our guiding star, if you'd like, just like the Magi experienced it. He came to earth, gave up his life, and made a way for you and me. Isn't that wonderful news? Made a way to what? To a brand new life, right? One without guilt, without shame, where all of that is taken away. One we can have freely this relationship with our Father God. Yes, because He's He can be and He is our Father. The Word says, I will be a father to you and you shall be my sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. Now, can you see this beautiful journey that's available to each of us this Christmas? Just like for the wise man, is definitely worth the trip. Do you guys watch any Christmas movie around this time of the year? Uh, you know, they're all over. Netflix, Prime, whatever you want, they're all there. Now, we've watched one or two already because, uh, you know, we like it. Cheesy Christmas movies in the evening. Uh, one or two, maybe more, actually. <laughs> have you noticed how Christmas movies often have this leading up to Christmas Day, right? Uh, all throughout, like, one way or another, the character find themselves led through the days towards Christmas. And they experience like one thing after another, like these little miracles or things that are not supposed to happen that leads them to this climactic point where they meet the knight in shining armor or they're reunited with their family or they get the present they really wanted or, or, or through a, a chain of events that wasn't supposed to naturally happen is the miracles of Christmas. And it leads to that point where, wow, it all comes together, beautiful Christmas movie. And, um, and Netflix is happy because we are watching that. <laughs> I really believe that this year, Jesus being the way, he wants us to experience something similar to what we can see in those uh, Christmas movies. Experiencing him in various ways. Him leading us throughout those days leading up to Christmas, leading us to Himself, to God this Christmas, that as we celebrate His birth, we would get to meet Him with fresh new eyes this Christmas. That the Christmas miracle isn't a night in shining, ar in shining armor or whatever, but the real Christmas miracle this season is the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ, and what it means for each of us. See, the wise men, the Magi, they understood that. They understood what it meant for them. They sought after Jesus. They left everything behind to follow the star and to come and worship him. And for each of us, there's that same invitation this year. Maybe it is coming to Jesus and recognizing, recognizing him as your savior for the first time. The way that the wise men did in response to this message today, you realize, wow, actually, um, Jesus died for me and because that is true and you want to give your life to him in that sense there's an opportunity to do that but my prayer is even if you've known Jesus a long time even if you've given your life and have been a Christian for a long time that this year all these days from now till the 24th or 25th whenever you celebrate Christmas you would experience God in fresh new ways all along this month that as Jesus leads you uh, like the star led the magi that you would experience him in fresh new ways and maybe you're sitting here today and you're feeling a bit lost if that makes any sense like you've lost your way a little bit you don't know what's next or where to go I can tell you Jesus can help with that right he's the answer in those moments he can help you guide you 
Not only when it comes to your salvation, but to everything in life, really. And maybe for you, this Christmas time might be a time to lay any distractions aside and come back to our first love and remember and ponder upon the best Christmas miracle, Jesus, our Savior. Amen. If you're standing here today or sitting here today and you haven't given your life to God and you're hearing all of this and you have questions about it, uh, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand or do anything like that because I, feel, I believe it's a very important moment. But if you'd like to have a chat about it, um, I will stand there by the cross at the end of the service and come and find me and we can have a chat together because I believe it's so important to just uh, talk it through and talk it through, uh, taking our time talking through it uh, before making uh, any decision like that. And then I'll pray with you gladly. Um, but otherwise, I would like to pray for all of us today to finish, if that's okay. Um, so I invite you to uh, bow your heads and close your eyes and we're going to pray together. Father, I want to thank you for the privilege that it is to stand here together today to be able to freely come into this place and worship you. In the midst of everything that's taking place around uh, Christmas, all the craziness and the busyness and the decorations and the, and the presents and the, and the holidays, there is one thing that is constant that has been there from the very beginning and that is the truth about Christmas, the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And Lord, we want to remember that this morning. We want to remember you this morning, that it is all about you. It is all about you in this season. And we want to thank you for what you did, that in that moment, power was released on earth because it changed everything that birth for us who believe so lord thank you thank you for making a way for us to have this relationship with our father heavenly father and lord i thank you also that you are faithful to guide us and lead us in every way in life and for whoever feels a bit lost this christmas there is no guiding star like for the Magi, but you are present and you are an ever-present help in time of trouble, in times of trouble, your word says. So Lord, I just pray, come and comfort, come and guide, come and speak, come and reveal yourself afresh to each and everyone who needs it. And Father, come and lead your people this Christmas to yourself. I pray that every day from now until uh, Christmas Day, we would really feel uh, like we can encounter you afresh in new ways every day. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.